take a walk with me. I guess this episode isn't for my day ones, but it's for my episode twos. Everybody who's been with me since episode two, when I was walking through crunchy snow and there were geese and ducks interjecting. Interestingly enough, a lot of people shared with me that they liked that episode. The audio was uh, questionable. But something about the casualness and about the familiarity of being on a walk. At that time, back in March, there was snow in the ground. And here we are in December, and there's snow on the ground. So what's the reason for my impromptu mobile recording of this episode of MakerCast? You know, Morgan here, uh, host, producer, inner work creatives, all walks, all places, all that. You know, this is episode 37. And uh, the reason is because I'm struck. And when I'm struck with inspiration, whether I'm walking or, you know, in, you know, complete silence with a much nicer microphone, I must speak. And so footsteps and crinkle puff coat aside and very, very cold air I hope my phone doesn't die. I've got gloves on, but man, sometimes the iPhone battery just doesn't handle the cold well. I digress. Stick with me. All right, so something that was said in many of my interviews. I remember Ralph saying in episode, I think it was 22, he said that he had written a short story that ended in a sonnet. And that he had submitted that maybe 13, 14, 15, 16 times. And that he'd been uh, respectfully declined by all but one. And he was still awaiting that final result. And just last episode, Mary Lou Sinelli, I remember her saying like to her student, like, sweetie, three rejections is nothing and talking about the 40 or 50 attempts that she'd made to find an agent that would represent her and the hundred plus times she'd shopped her first novel. I mean, there's something there. There's something in that. And it's really valuable. A couple episodes back when I interviewed Eric from NIAD, he told me about that service, Submit Hub, where he puts his music, and then for a dollar, you can send it to a curator of a playlist or an influencer, and they give you feedback. They listen and they give you feedback. So I went on there, and I put one of my songs, and... You know, I didn't spend the dollar, but they have a free version. And I sent that off, and I think I sent it off to four four different curators slash influencers. And one of them uh, listened, it showed, she listened three times, and then she pushed decline. And I felt kind of bummed out. So what does this mean when Mary Lou Sinelli is telling her student three times 
And Ralph is submitting his, his short story over and over again. I might, I might be able to talk about it, you know, in lofty idealism. I might be able to say that perseverance is what I've got tattooed on my shoulder. I might be able to say that stick-to-itiveness is the difference maker. And it sounds really nice. But when it's your own art, despite having had these conversations with people, when it's your own art, I just, you know, it's like there, there's something that happens where it becomes harder the next time to be vulnerable, to submit our work. And so I got my first little decline from some Instagram or TikTok influencer that I'd never heard of. And it was a combination of what my partner said to me sitting on the couch, combined with these various interviews that I've conducted over these months, that something finally shifted. And it was, it was, it was to this effect. It's really not about the number of rejections, or it is about the number of rejections, because for each piece of art that we want to put into the world, there's going to be a ratio. And that ratio of yeses to noes will vary. But if we are not getting the number of yeses that we seek, it probably means we're just not getting enough noes. Now, we want to be perfect. You know, I play basketball. I want to make every shot. I've heard some of the great athletes say, like, for every great shot I've made, there have been so many that I've missed. And we just see the highlights. For every game won, there are so many games lost. For every moment of triumph. And that's another thing Mary said that really stuck with me. She said, you got to celebrate the victories. And you have to be a confident failure. And I really like that. So how do I become, how do we become confident failures? And, and for me, it was just a mental shift into, I just had to change the focus. And the focus had been kind of like yes or bust. You know, I got to get a, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to word it that way. But it felt like all this bravery just to like share a song with a stranger, all this bravery to submit a manuscript, all this bravery to write an agent and ask for a representation and all that courage and all that built up time that we spend perfecting our work and, and mulling it over and, and here comes the crunchy snow, just like episode two. We spend all this time and, and then, you know, there's a lot hinging on that, on that single submission or on those first 15 submissions or on those first three because we have built it up in our minds. And I just, I just realized painfully, slowly, finally that I actually need to shoot for no's. I need more no's 
if I want to increase the number of yeses. I can't get by on a single effort and a result that devastates me or leaves me feeling low for a day or second guessing the, the piece of art or my life path depending on the day. But if I, I mean, I did, I changed. I said, I'm going for a hundred no's because I got to figure out what my ratio is. I'm going to submit this song a hundred times. And it might be that I get a hundred no's, which in fact wasn't the case. But in that moment, I had to come to terms with the fact that I needed a hundred no's. And if I got to a hundred no's and not a single yes, my ratio for this song has yet to be discovered. It might be 200 to one or 199 to one. But if say, I get three yeses, 97 no's and three yeses. That's a good, solid number to understand and to integrate into my, not creative process, but sharing process. If you have to call it marketing, call it marketing. But just the putting out there part. And that kind of sets a framework for next time. And so if I hit my three yeses the next time in only 50 tries, do I stop? Or do I say, wait a minute, I need my 100 no's. I need my 197 no's. Where's the focus? If the focus is on the approval and the focus is on the positive reception, we do have to be very, very confident failures. But if the focus is on it's just getting the numbers in. Just get the no's. we got to get through them one way or another and find that ratio for each piece of art that we put forth. And, and I, think, I think just, you know, in a black and white way, it might seem a little simplistic. But from like an internal transformation perspective, it has made a world of difference for me. And, and where else to speak of this? Where else to share this? than walking through the woods and talking to you. Because there might be one listener who shared that belief with me that I held for decades. That I had to build up this sense of, of sort of courageous action in order to, to take it from the state of finish to me it's to say to somebody entirely indifferent what you think. And that would be like, that would be like, it's gotten a little better, but that would be like a, could be weeks of just, I don't know, just coming up with reasons not to, not to submit, not to send, not to, not to trouble someone with the burden of my artistic expression. I mean, maybe I'm getting a little bit over the top, but that's kind of been the perspective that I've held unconsciously. And it's been limiting. Conversely, actually actively trying to increase the number of rejections 
for each piece of art in any medium that I create has been, it's been liberating. I feel liberated from this weight of like, I gotta win them all. Like every person that I meet has to like me. Every person that hears my music has to love it. You know, way back in, I think it was episode maybe 16, Brian was talking about that. He's like, I make my music. I put, a, I put the time in, I know that it's good. And if people listen to it and like it, that makes me so happy. And if people don't and it's not their thing, at that point in time when they listen, that doesn't mean that my music is not good. And I just loved that. I loved it when he said it and I love it as I reflect on it. If I get a hundred no's, that doesn't mean that my art is not good. Even though I was just in a place where one no made me second guess my work. So I'm, I'm trying to put into words something that I'm finding, perhaps you've noticed, a little bit difficult to articulate. But the transformation in my perspective makes this little episode feel worthwhile. Because all of a sudden, I'm hungry. And I'm not so shocked or rocked by, by nose. And I'm able to see, just like Mary said, just like Ralph showed, just like all the brave artists putting their hearts out on a platter have showed me, it's not about how many people take that platter and say, oh, I'm not hungry, or oh, that's not my taste. We got to send it out because there is going to be someone that takes that platter with our vulnerable offering and says, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is exactly what I need today, right now. But if the first person that sends it back sends us back into that self-doubt cycle of second-guessing what is truly an intuitive creative process that has no, has no place being second-guessed, the moment questioning comes into play, we're already inhibiting the creative spirit. And so to say that it's actually a good thing, it's a good thing because we don't want our art in the hands, in the arms, in the eyes, in the ears, in the spirits of those that aren't interested. But because the world is so big and because it's hard to know, I'm gonna shoot for a hundred no's. And I'm gonna see what happens. And just in saying that and in practicing that, because for this particular song, I only get to submit two times, uh, like per day, basically. So it's gonna take a while to get my hundred no's. But even that in of itself is affirming, to stick with it. And each time that I aim, I submit my song to two new listeners, and I aim to add to that no list, each time I'm less attached to the outcome, but I'm giving my art a chance to find the ears of the one person whom it will reach and touch and move and inspire. 
And if I can do that with a slight shift in perspective, then you can too. Because rejection and failure is around us. But it doesn't have to be rejection and failure. It can simply be one stepping stone on the way to our arts receiver. And to really view each one of those no's as a step that we cannot bypass. We can't skip over them. They're as integral a part of this as is the high of finishing the project you've been working on, as is the positivity that comes from seeing someone being moved or transported experiencing your art. Like, like Eric said from Nyad, he said, I asked him about sadness, and he said, happiness and sadness, you have to know one to express the other. I have to know deeply how to reach for the nose so that I'm not so terrified as I reach for and accept the yeses. Perhaps I've made my point. So as you embark in sharing Making, yes. Keep making. You know I say that. But as you embark further and further down that path of sharing, consider experimenting with shooting for no's. And if you want to join me, why not shoot for a hundred? Just to see what happens. And as the darkness falls, but the snow is electric white from the full moon. I say to you, keep making and keep sharing. And thank you for walking with me. This episode of MakerCast was recorded under the full moon by the Sun River Nature Center in Sun River, Oregon. Special thanks to Gus the Swan, Luna the Eurasian Eagle Owl, and this playful little river otter for keeping me company. If you'd like to support the ongoing creation of this podcast, tell a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or visit patreon.com slash MakerCast. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.